episode 277, Are Dictatorships Better Than Democracies? You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilsa. And welcome to this beautiful Tuesday's episode of the very best podcast in the world, your only source in universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. Wow, my nicotine lung actually <laughs> made it throughout the introduction. So uh, you're probably left thinking after listening the title, uh, whether I've gone totally insane. And um, I hope not. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to clarify things in just a little bit. Uh, throughout my wild traveling years, I've been to my fair share of uh, dictatorships or autocracies or, you know, whatever you want to call them at the end of the day. Uh, a lot of them um, were insanely interesting. And uh, two of them I wanted to point out because if you are, uh, you know, exposed to a state system like that or similar, uh, you kind of get the feeling that it actually works. Now, being from Germany, <laughs> we got this rich history uh, and a proof of concept that it doesn't always have to work. Uh, but uh, there are in the modern world, um, you know, one or the other uh, dictatorships that actually do. And that's where, uh, you know, I want to briefly dive in with you. The reason being that uh, safety or uh, the feeling of safety or feeling safe uh, is a significant contributing factor to uh, to happiness. And uh, a lot of times that uh, authoritarian regime uh, that is in place will actually act uh, as a pillar of stability to maintain your wealth or to exorbitantly increase it. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we have to go through our housekeeping very briefly. Item number one of which is as everyday sharing is caring, meaning uh, that if you share this content, you prevent your friends, family, followers, or you know whatever Fs there are in your list of contacts from falling victim to uh, the wallet rapists, the wallet rapists being those people that offer uh, similar or the same content that I publish here at a uh, premium price. And once you, uh, you've spent all your money on them to improve your life and to get from where you are to where you want to be, and you're still not there, they tell you to max out your credit card debt because the next training is going to be the one that's going to change your life. And once you've maxed out your credit cards and you're sitting on a pile of debt and wasted all your money, they're going to pull away in their Bentley or Lambo give you the middle finger and leave you there to die. And that's what something uh, that's something that I uh, intended to prevent with this podcast. And therefore, 
uh, yeah, share this content far and wide to prevent your your Fs <laughs> from falling victim to the wallet rapists. Item number two, views are my own, yada, yada, blah, don't represent, blah, blah, blah. Item number three, remodeling and reconstruction mode slowing down a bit, and therefore uh, the episodes are going to be still a bit more concise than usual, uh, or than when we started out, uh, but uh, we're getting back to uh, quote-unquote normal mode. Now that we've said that, um, why did I choose this episode title? Uh, repeatedly, I have discussed with uh, a lot of those who, uh, you know, support freedom, uh, well, quote-unquote freedom, uh, some of them have a great misunderstanding of what freedom is, but uh, a lot of them, you know, have, uh, or a lot of the people I've spoken with, there, now we got it. <laughs> so a lot of the people I've spoken with uh, defend the position that uh, democracies are the only way to go. Now, the problem with democracies is that if you've been exposed to a uh, working dictatorship, um, <laughs> democracies don't seem as agile. They don't, they don't seem as dynamic. They don't appear to get anything done in a speed where uh, a dictatorship would just go, okay, we got to get this on the road because we have a significant problem and we're going to solve this immediately because I said so. You know, the dictator does. Uh, and um, that's once you've been exposed to that, uh, it actually makes a lot of sense. For instance, uh, there was a, I think it was a mosquito plague in uh, in Singapore, upon which legislator legislator legislature was dropped, where uh, you weren't allowed to keep open bodies of water uh, in your in your homes on your balconies or whatever, just to uh, get uh, rid of the mosquitoes. Now in public parks and everything, if I recall correctly, they. Uh, put a sort of vegetable oil on top of the water so that the mosquitoes couldn't breed anymore, uh, you know, and they got rid of that problem, or at least they contained it, uh, because they were able to react quickly. Looking back at Europe, uh, we've got this um, uh, this nasty bug uh, taking out all of our uh, pine trees everywhere, left, right, and center, and uh, hectares and hectares and hectares of uh, forest have to be cut down and the wood is largely useless so a lot of it gets you know put into containers shipped to china or wherever where they make uh, you know what they can of the wood that is left uh because you can't use it for construction anymore obviously because there was a bug in it and you know kind of deteriorated the uh the uh, statical value of the wood um so uh, anyhow, you see that, you know, this problem that we've been having since the uh, mid-90s, at least, if not longer, uh, was procrastinated to a degree where now we, you know, some 30 years later, uh, 25 to 30 years later, we have a significant problem because we have to cut down all of the wood, etc., etc., etc. While it could have been contained, you know, <laughs> quite a few decades ago, and uh, our trees would maybe... Uh, you know, still be alive if we would have gone at it more aggressively. However, uh, with all the bodies having a say uh, that, um, you know, in, in whether we should cut it down or whether there are preservatory aspects to consider and, you know, until these discussions are over, years can pass and things can go to shit, as can be seen right now. 
However, comparing these two examples I just mentioned, you know, number one, the dictatorship where the dictator says, uh, well, not dictator, <laughs> president, you know, whatever he's called, says, okay, look, you know, we're going to take care of this problem. And uh, it gets taken care of. And, you know, lots of um, health uh, aspects are uh, saved, you know, and, and uh, you know, there's no money for the dengue fever or whatever disease it is that spread at the time uh, didn't, you know, make the uh, health system collapse and didn't kill a lot of people. While on the other hand, you know, you've got the livelihood of a lot of farmers and, and forest owners, which are, you know, uh, not, I don't want to say diminished, uh, but you know, a dent is put in it uh, because the reaction of a democratic process was much slower. Now, again, I'm not defending uh, dictatorships or autocratic uh, systems because uh, you know there are a lot of faults to it. Uh, you, you know, again, I re I reference to the early 1930s uh, where you know we've had our fair share uh, of a not so good dictator and uh, things can go south um, you know, very, very, very quickly. So it's about the personality of the person in charge that actually seems to make the difference. Because looking at uh, you know, quasi-authoritarian concepts, be it uh, Singapore, be it uh, Dubai, be it uh, Libya, for instance, with Muammar Gaddafi, uh, you know, those were autocratic systems which worked. And the same is true for you know, Saudi Arabia, uh, and uh, other monarchies and, you know, uh, well, de facto authoritarian systems across the globe. And um, that led me to the point where I was just, you know, in discussions trolling people and saying, you know, look, uh, the, di the dictatorships or the authoritarian systems that are in charge now, all of them are pretty good. You know, that's uh, looking at particularly places like Singapore and Dubai, which are, you know, obviously insanely rich. Uh, and wealthy, uh, you know, not only the upper class, but the middle class uh, can, uh, you know, have a significant standard of living, you know, in Dubai, you don't lock your car because nobody would steal it. right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can leave the keys in the ignition and nothing happens. You can, you know, forget your phone on the table in the restaurant and you're going to come back two days later because you found out and the phone is going to be there in the locked box. And, you know, they're going to ask you questions on what the home screen looks like, and then they're going to give it back to you. So, uh, what's the point? The point is that these people live in a significant amount of wealth uh, and um, with a uh, very, very, very good uh, medical or health system. Uh, yeah, you know, you have certain limitations in terms of freedom of speech, but uh, that's what we're forfeiting in the democracies right now as well with all of these uh, social media platforms taking charge of themselves of what can be said and what cannot, or, you know, you will be deplatformed or how the media sheds a light on you if you think differently and outside the box. So I don't want to, I wouldn't let the argument in that, you know, we've got freedom of speech anymore uh, to a significant degree. Yeah, you, know, you can still say without going to jail, but, you know, what's that uh, compared to your, um, you know, credibility and uh, being slammed in public media outlets for having a certain mindset, which is just not popular at the moment, you know. And uh, that's where, you know, the whole thing, and, you know, getting back to Libya, by the way, some very interesting facts. Uh, Libya, 
you know, was a goat herders nation, what, 50 years ago, and uh, now had a standard of living higher than that of Russia or Brazil before uh, Gaddafi kind of stepped out of line and was uh, assassinated, you know, and um, those are interesting things to consider, right? And why am I bringing this up again, you know, as I stated in the, at the end of the introduction uh, of this episode, uh, the factors of health, wealth, and happiness are uh, significant to our quality of life. And uh, if they are impaired by whatever factors, then your standard of living just immediately starts to deteriorate. And that's why I wanted to bring this rather provocative title into today's episode and uh, outline that, uh, you know, not everything you're being told is gold is actually gold. You know, there's a lot of fool's gold out there. And you, you know, have to investigate whether uh, submitting yourself or living in such an autocratic system may be even a contributing factor to improving your health, wealth, and happiness. So, uh, I think I've covered everything I wanted to say, really. So, in that sense, I hope you have a good rest of your Tuesday. And uh, if you've already had your Tuesday, have a good night. And we'll be in touch tomorrow uh, when we're going to talk about something entirely new. See you later, folks. Bye-bye.